Uh, hi, Ruben. Hi. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, thank you. Uh, I made some some notes, as you can see. Oh, I'm, I'm getting better and better prepared. I mean, it looks like I'm better better prepared, but I actually, you know, it's it's as chaotic as normally. Yeah, I like this shiny paper, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just recently bought this paper as a sketching paper. Okay. And uh, what do you? It looks difficult to sketch on it. It's fantastic to sketch on. It's okay. like this silky paper, yeah. art paper. So, it, what do you it, use for drawing? Just draw, drawing ideas up, and and uh, so they're all yeah. So, yeah. But it's uh, Kule pen, like on both points. No, it's like these these fine liners. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Anyways, Ruben Steinem, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Uh, I mean, the main reason I I uh, got you here now is because you just recently was part of a publishing of a book uh, being published, uh, Oleva of Künsten, To Live of Art. And uh, uh, you're Sturelader in UKS. And you're, of course, also a visual artist. You studied, I think, um, two couple of years after me, right? Yeah, I finished in 2011. 11, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so you were two years after me. So you graduated. You were the first ones to graduate in a new building. Then. Yeah, yeah, we were. We you were, were the, like transition, the test. The <laughs> transition uh, test cases. Yeah, and definitely. Like yeah. Uh, we we followed Sankt Olaf's got uh, falling apart, and then uh, had all the <laughs> and then had all the mess of, of mess building of, up a new. Uh, yeah. yeah. I I enjoyed it, but it was clear like so many of my fellow students uh, quit at that point, and some yeah. got. Uh, uh, this is uh, I only did a bachelor also, yeah. uh, but uh, most people, uh, so many people, uh, came back a few years later. Yeah, to do uh, yeah. to do the masters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, ma- the masters are a bit overrated uh, in a way. Yeah. To say the, the funny I, thing, I, I hope. <laughs> well, in the end, yeah. it it end it end doesn't it in the end really kind of matter kind of how determined you are to kind of stay at it and and. What you learn in the master, you you can learn out in the real world too, but it just takes a longer time. It's always my theory. But, uh, yeah, I, I I think like there's definitely some benefits of uh, being in school, like with the community yeah. and the possibilities and all all yeah. those things. But uh, yeah. I agree as well that there is stuff you can learn. Yeah, uh, and there is stuff you have to uh, learn. Yeah, uh, in your but uh, you know, like you, you you've been involved with UKS for quite a bit and with yeah. with the, the the politics of arts. Uh, you know, within that, there's a lot of kind of doors opening also, and a lot of, uh, uh, you know, you build out, out a, a large network as well, which is, uh, you know. Yeah, like and that is also one of the big discuss- discussions here, uh, you know, where now, uh, about networks and uh, the arts community and yeah. uh, how the money is, uh, who gets uh, funding, um, yeah. because, uh, I don't know how your audience is, but we should maybe talk to an English audience. Uh, yeah. There's a national paper in Norway called Dagbladet, and they uh, did a survey of uh, Facebook friends, uh, and they found yeah. out that uh, if you were Facebook friends or in like part of the network, the professional network of your fellow artists, your chances were higher to getting definitely, yeah. which is kicking which, which in is an a, open door. Jan Christiansen had a really nice reply on that one uh, on Facebook as well, where he said, "Yeah, of course, you know, if you're interested in your field and this field is not that big, of course you're gonna." You know, it's easy to become friends with these people too. So yeah. it's, it's. I don't think it. You know, they they portray it as it's a, uh, you know, like a, a calculated thing. But the world is so small, so often you small, so often you are part of that. Yeah, that and I think it's uh, one of the like uh, I see it as a 
tendensiöst. Like they're focusing like on one side uh, yeah. of that and then uh, definitely they're kicking in an open door with yeah. that statement. But uh, what I think is interesting is that um, how the politicians and other people outside the arts community are uh, reacting to it because it seems like all of them are calling out for way more bureaucracy. Yeah. Like they want uh, written statements on everybody who doesn't get money. Yeah. Uh, that is one thing. And then uh, there's uh, one of the people who replied them. Uh, he's a, I don't remember his name. He was a professor in Denmark. Yeah. And first he was kind of shocked of, by the numbers. And then he was like, okay, this is a community of uh, uh, professionals. So it's not that strange. Yeah. But then he came to this strange conclusion that because of all this, that there might be a problem that the folk flest, like ordinary people, yeah. wouldn't get the art that they are kind of paying for, and uh, and then again he wanted folk flest or like this uh, extremely uh, uh, non-specific group, yeah, uh, to be part of those uh, um, of the selections of yeah. art, and that uh, like these things is what I find uh, interesting with this case, and some yeah. politicians calling out for way more bureau- bureaucracy, and then. Uh, splitting up the arts council into these uh, regional centers and yeah. like they're responding to other stuff than yeah. what is actually being because most of them as i read it they're not that shocked that an art that the professional community is networked yeah because that's yes. normal <laughs> now yeah especially on a page like uh, on a platform as uh, like uh, facebook but the thing is that this opens up for them to kind of have their own ID- ids yeah. And this also connects to the, as I see it, uh, uh, the case with the 20. Juli Minnesmerke. Yeah. Where also when I'd say like art really works in society and it makes this room for reflection yeah. and uh, and it is actually doing what I, in a way I'd say it's supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, of course, that especially in that case, that creates some difficult discussions and yeah. uh, people are... But I think, yeah. I think yeah. Anyways, my point is, th- they're calling out for more bureaucracy again. Yeah, which is, uh, and I think that's also a very dangerous thing because if there's one thing we as artists, uh, you know, are not good at, and what we don't like, and what we kind of don't want to deal with, it is bureaucracy. You know, because that kind of uh, imposes even more time, or it kind of eats away even more time of our production time, of our kind of uh, of our mental space, of our, you know. So yeah, and I. Uh, Myself, I I work with the bureaucracy in a way through UKS. Yeah, and yeah, for uh, anyone listening who are not a, who don't know what UKS is, it's a young artist society, and we're in basically an arts uh, artist union and also a gallery for contemporary art. And yeah. we have seven hundred members who are artists. Yeah. So that was just a, I, an introduction. But that, uh, that was one question I wanted to ask you. Okay, mm-hmm. if you want to be, uh, um, we can. Yeah, we might as well do it now. Uh, now we're on UKS. Okay, if you want to be a member, uh, how do you become a member? Just for the yeah, because uh, that's uh, you apply. Uh, as I said, we're a members organization for professional artists. Yeah, um, and uh, you apply, uh, w- uh, uh, and then uh, there's a jury who's uh, uh, the board and the director. Yeah, and the board is consisting of members, so it's only artists on yeah. the board. And they uh, jury and select uh, from the applications, and you send in like a, pr- a presentation of your artistic practice, yeah. a CV, and uh, a portfolio of your work. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's almost like applying for a stipend, but then you apply for your yeah. A but uh, we're only uh, we're supposed to uh, see whether uh, you qualify as a what we say is a professional artist. Yeah, like that you have a, a practice, a, tr- a track uh, record. You have yeah, a, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, makes sense. And uh, okay, uh, and, then, then, uh, yeah. and then the the more important question. Okay, then you are a member, and then what? You know, what what are the benefits? What are the the, the reasons to be part? What are the uh, the, the these are maybe obvious questions but i think it's no, good but, to start and, with and those they're very important and i think it's important because you see more and more people as i said we're basically a union like we are a union but we're not working as a union in the way mm-hmm. that uh, uh, people who have uh, regular salaries have traditionally worked uh, we're working uh, kind of similar to an interest organization yeah but uh, we're closer definitely closer to a union and i think we should move even closer to being in union in mm-hmm. demanding uh, and uh, working for uh, set uh, salaries or honorar and, and, and stuff like that but mm-hmm. um, who we work for uh, UKS is also a part of an umbrella called Norwegian Visual Artist and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm also on the board there yeah <laughs> we elected so I'm, I'm deep in this game now <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah you're, you're <laughs> down the rabbit hole <laughs> yeah so <laughs> Uh, but we're working for the artists, both uh, with our political lobbying, as I, I like to call it, art lobbying. Well, it, it is, yeah. Yeah, sure. definitely. Yeah. It was just uh, when I started out in UKS, it kind of felt uh, like a funny and uh, fresh way to talk about it, like yeah. being art lobbyists, yeah. uh, something that there wasn't that many of uh, yeah. and still aren't though but uh, getting into it I see that of course there are a lot of uh, people lobbying for art as well mm. uh, I'm, uh, yeah uh, anyways uh, so uh, as a member uh, you stand in solidarity with other artists yes which I th- and that is what I think is very important and what artists should uh, and could be like uh, in the front uh, like uh, to show that it is possible to organize even though you're, uh, yeah, you're freelancing in yeah. or self-standing uh, in Yeah, not, not only that, but you're also a uh, highly individualized artist, kind of folk, you know, mainly focus on on that small kind of creative process. Yeah, and we've the, been learned to the, to think that like every artist practice is supposed to be super individual in a mm-hmm. sense, mm-hmm. and. Uh, and uh, I think that's uh, true. And then at the same time, we're never alone in anything. Yeah. Like we're both. No, <laughs> I, I share that vision quite a bit because I'm so excited to talk to you because I mean, all <laughs> these all these kind of themes. I've been I've been having discussions and I've been thinking quite a bit about kind of how do we survive as artists? How do we kind of evolve as artists? Yeah, since since um, and what, one of the things I kind of realize is that you really have to split yourself up as an artist. You know, in in several functions, several things. And when you when you create when you when you produce uh, the art in in any form or whatnot, you have to be ruthless. You have to be, you know, you have to un- be uncompromi- uncompromisable and stuff like that. But as soon as the art's done, and you have to uh, get it out in the world, you have to communicate, you have to exhibit it, you have to talk about it, you have to write about it, you have to whatnot. That's a completely different hat, you know, and and which which. Uh, uh, which has to do with marketing, which has to do with uh, branding, which has to do with uh, uh, logistics, which has to do with distribution, you know, with, with you know, normal business things, with, you know, all these kind of th- things which uh, I think a lot of artists make the mistake to bring their artistic kind of sensibilities in that field, 
and of course miserably fail there you know and and uh, um, it's funny that you mentioned that because i've uh, it's always been important for me that my the work i'm doing for artists as uh, elected the chair of the board mm. that is not an art project yes <laughs> so you, yeah i'm not doing i'm not writing uh and like no. those political documents as an artistic practice no. or a project at all no. which i think is uh, in a sense it's a very uh, similar yeah yeah absolutely i think it's a very essential thing too that you uh, but this and the pro in this theory you know because is that the people who cho- uh, choose art you know are often people who don't fit in anywhere else that well you know who who have like these high sensibilities and and this creative urge and 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 are not often the most capable people to, uh, you know, to survive on that side of the world, right? And mm. and I, so they're I really good artists, but they they're un- incompatible with kind of how society is, is evolving as a network, uh, as an information uh, society, as a you know. I don't know if I agree with that though, because I think so many artists, uh, my colleagues, they're so many of them are super capable of all these other things yeah i'm I'm not saying you know i see i see a big tendency towards it i mean you know i i I have a similar view on that but what do we do with the artists who 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 don't have these sensibilities and they're going to be the ones left out and i think a lot of interesting art goes lost because of that because the most you know the most vulnerable you know are the ones on the butcher table first right yeah and uh and, and in that i agree Mm-hmm. And that's uh, and that is kind of one of the main uh, difficulties in uh, working with because art is uh, I I actually like to think of art as fragile fragile mm-hmm. in the sense that it can both be uh, have an enormous impact uh, on people and then like the other day after is nobody cares yeah. and at the same time economically it could have like an cost millions yeah. and then the next day you would find it like. You throw throw it away after two days of flea market without being able to sell it for fifty kroners. Yeah, and that is the in a way where art uh, is. It's such but, a but fragile, that, yeah, uh, but, not always object, but uh, happening. Mm. Or, yeah. But I do see you know, like I, what you said already. Kind of this view you have as an artist, uh, 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 you know, like okay, this idea of uniting as artists under under these kind of uh, you know, and UKS umbrella or MBCO umbrella and and being part of that community and and whatnot you know is in a sense also a bit alien to artists and and I think and that has to do with kind of how we see ourselves as artists what how do we see our identity how do we see our place within society and I think uh, I think we have some misconceptions there you know, as some fundamental misconceptions of what it means to be an artist or what it means to be in society, you know, as an artist. And and I th- and within there lies a certain solution to like these these the, yeah, these well, problems of, of what do you see this misconception as being? Um you know, like a simple one which I already mentioned is kind of that the artist takes its artistic sensibilities into everything. Yeah. Yeah, for example. But also, you know, like the artist myth we're, we're taking with us and, and, and have like larger and smaller influences on, uh, like a very a cliche one, like the Van Gogh uh, myth, right? Okay, the suffering artist cutting off his ear, uh, you know, but making brilliant works and, and, and whatnot. Uh, but the truth is, you know, 
he was he was supported by his brother who mm. also he came so he wasn't uh, uh, uh you know of course he was poor but but he was also poor because he was in a sense stupid you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, yeah but or, i think uh, there definitely rather you need to uh, see uh, the context like the context where he was actually supported by his brother yeah uh, and um and um But and, and, and be, him being stupid, I mean, uh, you know, this. Yeah, we'll get into that maybe later because I don't mean it that black and white. You know, no, I, he was I, of course a, a brilliant artist in many ways aspects. But yeah, and I think what you said now, black and white, is also so important when discussing the, the art and funding and the yeah. art in society. Like the complexity of uh, the art artist uh, position in society yeah. is something that is uh, that is challenging. Like uh, for example artists uniting as a union mm. is both being like from uh, I've all both uh, experienced from like a traditional conservative right side that they will go like uh, your self proletarization and uh, you're trying to stand side by side by uh, uh, people who are in a really uh, precarious position and yeah. claim that you're precarious and yeah. kind of shaming artists for uh, yeah. pointing out to structures that Put artists in a precarious situation, yeah, and then also from like the other traditional uh, unions, uh, work uh, labor unions, they would also like um, take some distance from artists because we're trying to get benefits for people who are not regularly employed, yeah, and they see that also as a danger. So uh, uh, for artists, where you really need to, uh, we're working in a more complex uh, yeah. reality where we're yeah. both like uh, to put it bluntly like we're most artists are super poor yeah. but we still drink champagne at our openings and yeah. handshake with the super rich people yeah. like even artists who aren't selling that much are uh, hanging out with super rich people at openings and stuff yeah. and this is uh, like you talked about lumpen proletariat yeah. like with the yeah. <laughs> uh, thieves no, that's the thing you know like, like in the art world it, you know It is a winner-takes-all market in many ways. Right? Yeah. So, like, like a top, like if you're in the highest ends of sports, right? Mm. There's only a few who kind of achieve and they get everything, and mm. the rest is just scraping by. But in all the other things, there's other systems to kind of support. And the only, I think, one of the, in art, there, even though we have the funding system, which is, I mean, which is, in, you know, aside from all the critical and thing, well, sorry, I'm a bit mumbling now. Uh, I think it's very important to be critical of that supporting system, but it is fabulous to have yeah, that supporting it's, system. It's you know? amazing. Yeah, uh, and it still needs. Uh, and but that's also, I mean, if you compare somewhere. like the Norwegian situation with anywhere else in the world, you know, I mean, then it becomes a non-discussion, right? Yeah, I, 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 I actually have an interesting way to see it. Like uh, the artists in Norway, this should be very clear, are still poor and getting by on working other jobs as yeah. everywhere else. But still, you could see like. Uh, Uh, I don't know. Seventy uh, years ago, artists didn't have any kids, and no. then like twenty-five, uh, thirty years ago, they would get, have one kid. Yeah. And now, many of my uh, colleagues have two kids. Yeah, you have two kids. Yeah, I, I have, have two. I kids. have two kids. And yeah. I, th- I said that's mm-hmm. the way to see that now. Okay, now these artists are actually living in society, being mm-hmm. able to have kids. Yeah. Uh, which for most other people is uh, a given. Yeah. But for artists out there, that you couldn't have kids. It, yeah. it wasn't possible. You needed to work or uh, yeah, yeah, you, have money. you had no chance. No. So uh, uh, that's yeah. saying like it is working, yeah. uh, but it's still a way to go. Yeah. 
No, I, I, and it was funny to just to refer to the book, uh, you know, because there was some some numbers of what what artists really were kind of earning and stuff, and uh, and uh, and I see it's pretty. I think it's pretty spot on. But you know, like that's the I think it's three hundred thousand crowner, uh, like uh, the the average artist kind of earns. Yeah, and that and, um, and that's like all the jobs. That's not art. Yeah, that's this is kind of what they live off. You know? Yeah, and and uh, but as you also mentioned in the book, like the personal economy and the art economy, uh, they go hand in hand. You know, they kind of intertwine. You know, mm. like uh, if and I uh, if I can't pay the month rent, I'll I'll take it from my salary for my steady job, right? And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, that's uh, the the biggest uh, private uh, funder of art is artists. Yeah, like through their day jobs and stuff like that. Yeah. No, and. Uh, uh, you know, and f- for many parts in the world, thirty thousand, uh, th- three hundred thousand crowns sounds like a lot of money, but you also have to see it in relation to kind of what what it costs to live somewhere, right? Cause yeah, definitely, and you should also see it in relation to what I think is like. There's a negative trend actually now, mm-hmm. even though artists are living, and as I said, have these kids and stuff. So, like, there's a negative trend for artists. We're mm-hmm. earning less from our artistic practice than before. Yeah, and uh, artistic uh, the the amount we get from to live by uh, it's being less and less from art and yeah. more and more from other stuff yeah uh, and then uh, 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 artists in Norway or in gennomsnittlig uh, uh, like you uh, on average average thank you uh, 89,000 kroners a year is, uh, a year from their art 89,000 kroners a year from their art yeah and that's on average and then you have the uh, what is called median uh, the one in the middle yeah Earns twenty nine thousand kroners a year. Yeah, like that's less than a month uh, salary. It's that's eight. a shitty month salary for a normal person. Yeah. So um, and and it has been uh, it's been going. It's a negative trend, as I said. Uh, artists are earning ten percent or eleven percent less mm-hmm. uh, over yeah. the last ten years, and that's the same amount uh, during that same period. Most people in Norway uh, earned about twenty percent more. Yeah. Like there has been an enormous uh, salary or the increase for the rest, increase yeah. for the rest, while artists are going the mm. wrong direction. And and the double side of that is art has become more and more popular too, and a lot of people profile themselves with you know being, uh, uh, yeah, uh, you know, with with the the art field definitely. For, and on a, on a political level uh, between the right and the left side in Norway, the left. Uh, the center left uh, uh, government we had a few years ago they sat for eight years and they increased the cultural budget uh, it doubled that yeah uh, and that's the same period when artists got in less sense, poorer mm. um, and this of course is something that uh, uh, the conservative right party that is in government now used for all it could mm. okay it, 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 you don't need more money <laughs> they won't earn anything more anyways kind of wow, yeah uh, which is uh, dangerous because, of course, thing costs money. Yeah. And uh, you now you have more people uh, employed in institutions. Uh, yeah. Like they're getting uh, by better. Yeah. So I think it's important that artists are now beginning to stand up against. Uh, uh, and and well, this is this is now I, I, I want to I, yeah. fire <laughs> like, against yeah. nonprofits. Yeah. Like nonprofits are so important. Yeah. the institutions but artists really need to see that their position like they're not supposed to go in there and and 
support through their free work, non-profit mm. and publicly funded organizations. No, I'm completely agree. Even you know, like like I ran a gallery for a couple of years together with Jonathan Brewer and Nanette uh, Mortensen, and uh, we funded with our own money, but we made a point out that we paid each artist who showed at us. Mm. Uh, it, not a lot because we, you know, I mean, we were doing it out of our own pocket with, you know, with with these earnings we had, you know, and and uh, but out of principle we did that, you know, and um, that was very rare in a way, you know, and uh, and I think it's still, I mean, and I think even the the artist run spaces are better at it than kind of the 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 you know, the and compared to their uh, yearly uh, yeah. Uh, What's the word? Yeah, they're, they're like their incomes, incomes or their their yeah. their revenues. Revenue, yeah. yeah. They're yeah. Uh, I'd say they're better, and of mm-hmm. course, then the National Museum and Gallery is the worst. <laughs> yeah, and that's I think that's very worrisome, right? Because they should they should because they have such a nice like such an important position and such a, a, a central position that they could really kind of positively influence kind of uh, all levels of the artistic practice not just uh, the, the the hot shots but uh, you know like the uh, uh, through their programming through their you know opening up more for more more group shows where kind of you know the un- uh, unestablished the younger artists uh, the more unknown artists have a space to show mm. you know next to the, the, the bigger ones and then also paying these artists to show right to kind of give them uh, a step up and, and that's and, kind of, that's why I think it's important to go further into like the traditional union stance like yeah. you, um, and that's especially for like smaller and mid-level uh, non-profits which yeah. there are quite a few of in Norway and they're mainly publicly funded yeah uh, I think it's so important that the artists stand in solidarity with each other yeah uh, and it's not a, uh, and then uh, to be able to demand from these institutions that they pay them because yeah. now uh, every and single artist is meeting up in the office of some uh, place and they're uh, and they have to listen to the whoever is running them that space going like oh yeah. we don't have money and uh, we're hoping to make this publication with you and uh, but then yeah, but we might you, take from yeah, it from your fee and like, <laughs> no but that's this is only i mean i can i can paint you a scenario of a, of a show i did uh, a while back and uh, you know, so I came up with a very ambitious project, and you know, we got part of the funding. We were waiting for more funding. In the end, that fell through. But it, by that time, we were so deep into the project that I couldn't kind of change the project in something more, you know, to the budget. Oh. Yeah, so, so, but one thing I really learned there, you know, and in the end, so in the end, I was still paying, you know, to be an artist to show, right? Mm. Uh, uh, not a lot, luckily, because because I, you know, managed to kind of keep my costs down, but but. That's just because you know I, I'm very interested in it, and I've always been kind of, uh, I like that logistic part of it, right? But, but one, you know, so but what what came to mind then is that we as artists we have to develop strategies to and, and negotiation skills to kind of deal with this and say okay, okay, if you have this budget, then I can do this, mm. and that you also as an artist, and that sounds like, uh, Ed, that is more work, but you that you develop two strategies. Like you know, a minimal budget strategy and a maximum budget strategy, mm-hmm. and so so you sell them on the maximum budget and say, okay, you know, if we get this money, I can do this. Mm. And when I say halfway, say, okay, we can do this, and it's okay. That means that we can only do this. So either you find that money, or we're gonna do this. Mm. And, uh, and but in that strategy, you kind of because uh, in last moment you can't come up with a good pro- project most of the time, right? And and turn it your way around. So you have to have. Yeah, you 
you have to create alternatives for yourself so you have a better negotiation position and uh, and this is where I, this is where complexity hits artists i'd yeah. say because yeah. uh, uh, as you mentioned earlier like uh, what about more like artists who are not that into like going into no- negotiations and being mm. able to scale their art project up mm. and down and yeah. um and uh, and this is something you see that artists are willing to they really want to make the best show uh in yeah. a sense uh, and that's uh, so you can never force uh artists or i think you should uh, tell them that it is a possibility for you to say okay but with that amount of money this is how much i can do but then um you should definitely learn uh or teach them that that's yeah. a possibility at least yeah. uh, because then you can take a, a, a make a choice yeah uh, a clear choice but then again uh, this is where i think it's important with to organize because yeah. uh, those things uh and this is where i think artists now can talk about like a, in a broader society because more and more people are self-employed yeah uh, and how important it is to be organized as self-employed now uh, compared to earlier days where yeah. most uh, people who were employed were uh, organized yeah. but now I think more and more uh, self-organized and uh, self-employed people need to organize as well yeah. because you can't go there all by yourself all the time all the time you need to be able to stand together uh, and say that because I'm not uh, uh, and the, now I'm talking to the artist like it's not you're not not supposed to make the same art no but you are uh, you should be able to see that the structures are similar and we have the same problems like all artists all of and us, now yeah. all yeah. of a sudden other people as well like journalists and yeah, designers they're and running uh, the same uh, uh, yeah same um, tribulations yeah. yeah and that's the time to say like okay now we have to stand together and uh, say yeah. if you want art you need to pay this for. is this is what it costs yeah. yeah yeah and really that's also a thing i've been doing the last years to kind of really uh, uh, log what actually an exhibition costs mm. right and and uh, and what it would cost in the real world yeah, yeah i know that the musicians like the, they have been uh, organizing as uh, more like uh, they have been organized through something called elo which is huge yeah. a huge union so they've been more on the uh, employed side as well yeah but there are so many musicians who are uh, self-employed so uh, they kind of have to be in the middle there mm. somewhere uh, and uh, and they uh, did like this uh, pr communication thing where they as in what you think you're paying for when you're uh, yeah, yeah. paying uh, and what you really pay yeah, yeah. and then yeah. the, you think you're paying for a musician playing music and then what you're paying for is transport and uh, yeah. rent of like uh, every of the uh, music instruments and blah 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 yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah 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 uh, yeah. and that's the same with artists like you think Absolutely. you're paying for an art exhibition and then you're paying for like logistics and this, yeah, yeah the, the, the whole the, the, the whole production but not only the production and this is I think where where, where I in the, in the, the past made a lot of mistakes right you kind of calculate your budget till the opening yeah and not after right so I had to deal with kind of you know shipping work uh, work back. I had to you know like all of a sudden be things you you didn't consider because you were you know you had enough yeah, to do that's with. A, that's a classical trap that most uh, institutions uh, put you in. Like they yeah. they were they were like we're paying for one way transportation. Yeah, which is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which is uh, uh, and but but again, I think we as artists should kind of start developing different strategies to deal with it. He also said with kind of having like 
a dual kind of plan where you where you have actually negotiation possibilities right because otherwise you know if you have that plan and that's it and you want to show and you need to show right because if you don't show i mean yeah. uh, that show okay i i i you know paid for that one show so to say but i managed to leverage that show into other things mm-hmm. you know and and uh, so that's also another skill you have to develop okay if you do like because you know you're going to end up in situations where you know which are less than optimal but how do you use that situation to get something optimal in a later time mm-hmm. yeah and uh, and often like artists are very good at saying yeah but it's an investment you know yeah it's an investment okay if it's an investment for what and when and how does it return right and mm-hmm. that you actually start formulating that and say okay i do this show here uh, but then you know because i pay so much you guys are going to work for me you guys going to bring me in contact with these 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 people and you know we're going to try to get something out of there mm-hmm. and if if you guys are not willing to pay then you have to work for me and say okay we'll try to get something sold try to get it placed into a collection try to you know kind of shift this exhibition over to one of your your partners or whatever right mm. and, uh, and this is where i think uh, again like it's about complexity uh, mm. for artists because we are so definitely working so much within the market yeah and then also there's a huge sector which is this non-profit uh, sector which is so important as well yeah but these things are uh like, uh, I think it uh, has been like an unhealthy development where the non-profits are more and more just using artists mm. uh, basically yeah. uh, because they're not selling their works yeah. and they're uh, and they're actually working in a way for other private galleries uh, yeah. to build Pick up, up and careers yeah. and stuff like that and, and during this time artists need to be paid yeah. uh, but um, uh, but the big question is how right yeah yeah and and one solution i actually have a few solutions mm, cool. <laughs> uh, one solution i think especially and now i'm talking about a publicly funded organization and this is might be like a specific Nor- uh, norway possibility but the artists in norway have an agreement with the state that they we should be paid uh, something called vedlag which yeah. is basically a rent for your artwork while it is being shown, shown yeah. or uh, or for the period that you're not uh yeah basically rent for yeah. your artwork um uh, and uh, this shouldn't be of course it shouldn't be negotiable yeah. uh, from the uh, institution side it should never be uh, and it shouldn't be uh, something that the artist and the institution has to deal with amongst them no like this should be outside of the institution this should just be the pu- this and, is how and this is, is yeah. public funding of course i'm talking about yeah. and uh, uh, the institution should just report like we showed this and this and this work uh, for that and that amount of time and we're uh, uh, that a big institution and then the artist would just get paid yeah because then you would wouldn't have that problem of and then you could negotiate on all other things like paying for the work before the exhibition and paying yeah. for uh, and of course this is where unions should also step up and help uh, artists mm-hmm. in that uh, but this is a way to be able to be paid for the rent uh, good yeah. and then also make it possible to actually negotiate on the the uh, like the fee for the work before like if you're yeah. making new works and stuff like that yeah production fees and and, yeah. and costs and stuff like that yeah it's it's super interesting good but you know as we all, all know as the whole society is kind of turning turning her over and it's uh, i've i have it have had it explained like you know we're we're moving into uh, um, I, I forget the word but you know it, 
our me- mental mindset is still a bit like, okay, you learn a trade and you stick with it the rest of your life, right? Mm-hmm. And, 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 but we're actually in a society where the learning and unlearning and relearning is, is much more essential. Where you, you know, okay, the skills you have now, you know, won't be sufficient in, in 10 years, right? Uh, through Which all, is basically people turning into artists. Yeah, yeah. Because artists, have, I'd say artists has been working like that for a hundred years. Well, they they both, they yeah, both, yeah, both have the because because yeah, yeah. I mean, the structures actually. structures before well, well in the early like I think sixties seventies like you, you were yeah, you I'm were like you were old. forty or something forty plus before you got like your first proper solo show at a gallery, right? Mm. And now we're out of high, uh, out of out of uh, high school. <laughs> I mean, out of out of art school, and we're already uh, plus eighty nine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we're and you haven't had a solo show by them. You're basically, you know, almost. Uh, which is, uh, yeah, which is bullshit. I've actually uh, lost out on my possibilities. Somebody told me like a few years ago, like uh, uh, if you if you don't get something good going before you're thirty three, Ruben, it's over. It's over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had thirty five, like a number like that, but. Okay. But uh, you know, there, and there's some truth to it, but there's also a non-truth to it. It's also a myth hmm. in that sense because uh, you see, uh, you see it in many, like in podcasting, for example. I've you know, I started my own podcast for many reasons, also to kind of diversify and to kind of create have have ownership over your own communication platforms. Uh, but I've followed a lot of other kind of podcasts around the world since since 2010 i think so when it early when it started happening and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that and a lot of people re-kick-started their careers or suddenly came up out of nowhere in in like a, a lot later age in life you know so so the because we have this learning and unlearning and relearning inside society now it doesn't matter how old or how young you are you can always kind of restart because it's you know it's it's much more and we and woven into the thing it's not like a Oh, you're you're a carpenter, so you know stick to your trade, you know, and uh-huh. and, uh, and actually this diversification and being good at at several things and that combination of of skills is much more essential and much more you know in this complex society we're 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 moving around into mm. survive and and th- this goes also you know for the artists, but as you said, yeah, because uh, artists have been good in like artists have been on the forefront of developing this and. And kind of by developing these strategies and these kind of expression forms and these organization forms and 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 uh, branding forms, mm. you know, they've been on the forefront. And but before an artist could kind of make a career out of that and live of these these things, while now, you know, as soon as you come up with a new strategy, a new kind of express form of expression, things it's integrated instantly, you mm. know, in in the rest of society. You know, like yeah. a business could kind of hijack that idea for. For I uh, say uh, um, um, promotion purposes, or they kind of integrate a strategy into like their business model, and and that that happens instantly. So so the artist as such has been uh, become so successful that that uh, uh, you know they made their lives harder because they have to you know come up with even more. Yeah, right, you know, uh, I, um, you know, yeah. I think this is, uh, and this again is also why I think artists. Uh, Artist and artist union, I think, mm. is uh, uh, has like this new uh, possibility. Yeah, and also to, a new type of role. I think a new yeah. type of role and a possibility to like it's easy enough to get into the uh, uh, happy art. Like oh, artists, we were there 
in the beginning at this time as well. Yeah. But it is uh, it is true because uh, since modernity artists have been or not all of them, but uh, having to uh, reinvent themselves all mm. through their career in a sense. Yeah. And this, as you said, is happening now to basically all, everyone. Basically everyone. Yeah. Like uh, startups are all about this. Uh, making testing learning yeah. uh, and the, the funny thing is if you do something for the first time you know it takes you 10 times more energy yeah yeah, yeah. and then, and, uh, and that's what we do we do things for the first time all the time right <laughs> and, and and then uh, you should see how artists are being, have been getting by financially and that's yeah. kind of my point yeah. is that uh, this model gives you all this uh, cool freedom and it's uh, super interesting yeah uh, but uh, the way the world is structured now you're going to be uh, used. Yeah. And that is what I want to, that is why I think we need to uh, look to artists and see like, okay, they have all this um, possibility and potential and blah, blah, blah. But they have never been the ones uh, benefiting from it. The, the interesting thing is, you know, the, the artist is the creator of content, you know, mm. literally the value, you know, artists create value. Yeah. And I like to and, say like, it's, you know, the, it's the art that makes the money valuable. Yeah. Like it's not the other way around. Yeah. I mean, you know, we make value. We make, we make content. You know, we're no men. We're not a middleman. And, and in most other fields, you know, the person who comes up with the idea, you know, uh, uh, um, you know, sits also with the, the the highest revenues of it. Yeah, but well, the, that is also changing, though. In the, the rest, I read a book called "Who Owns the Future" about a yeah. um, tech guy and also Asian music instrument. Yeah, <laughs> it's called uh, Jaron Lanier, and he talks about how the distribution uh, level yeah. is where the power is. Yeah, like it's not the people who are making things or doing the work; it's the people who are moving it around. Yeah, and this, of course, is like internet. Uh, yeah, it's like all, all internet, logistics. Yeah, and that is also something I'm uh, interested in. Internet isn't uh, a place anymore. It's definitely a, a, a reality. A reality, yeah. and uh, it might sound. <laughs> like something uh, like old news but i think we really need to talk about that again and again and again now mm. because it's uh, that's uh, internet is distribution yeah and th- this is uh, and this is uh, an inter- the internet isn't a cloud it's physical spaces and yeah. it's uh, wires yeah and yeah. it's uh, <laughs> and it's people making money yeah uh, out of other people like platforms that's, and distribution that's the interesting thing like you know like uh, um having a podcast okay i need a provider to have it you know like all these kind of things and i'm thinking really about okay how and and for example if you're on youtube right you abide by the rules of youtube okay yes it's free and you can maybe pay for your premium whatnot but they decide if they're going to show it or not in the end you know Mm -hmm. and and so you don't own your platform to the same with facebook you know Uh they just change one thing and they can do it you know they're they're a private company (laughs) they don't they don't own anyone anything right so and of course they they want to keep people happy because that means you know people will will st- uh, keep using their things. Mm-hmm. So there's a balance there, of course, as well. But but in the end, you're you're dependent of, on so many platforms. And and so one of the very interesting thing I think the development now is like the, the online sale of, of art, mm-hmm. in which you're also involved in. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and this is the, the uh, I think these questions are so interesting. And I'm also building a platform. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, we're definitely thinking into ideas how to make it uh, what I would call a people's platform in a sense. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, do, do you wanna do you wanna just quickly just explain yeah, what, sure, what uh, it is? Yeah, uh, I'm working on a I'm 
in a tech startup uh, called uh, Atelier. So we're making a platform to for artists to sell their art directly. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So it's an online gallery, basically, in a way. Yeah, but it's. Uh, I, I think it's important to get away from the the gallery uh, word there because yeah. it's uh, it's actually a platform to connect directly, like an artist to yeah. a potential buyer. Yeah. And um, which I think is uh, might be the at least part of the future. Yeah. Where well, I think it's definitely. Uh, the, it's all. It also is. Uh, yeah, I it's think it's definitely the part of the future. The interesting part is kind of. Who's going to be the big player there, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, I think the auction houses will kind of have their their bite into that that pond. And and uh, uh, one second, it's yeah. mine. So, okay, so we're we're back. Okay, no more talk about my neighbor's cat. <laughs> well, you, you, you can talk about your neighbor's no, cat. You can talk about anything here. Yeah. Okay, I just did the right that you're also stewed at it. All right. So where were we? We're um. Yeah, I'm not Steve Leather. Just a member of the member. board. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So what we're talking about? Platforms. Platforms. Yes. Your uh, atelier. It's yeah. uh, It's an app. Uh, so far, only on the uh, US on yeah. the, the Apple platform. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we're uh, uh, getting into development of uh, an, uh, like a web app. Yeah. Uh, to make sure that anyone can use it yeah and to get it basically going because it's a, like the app we have out now is a super minimal minimum yeah. uh, viable product which is uh, uh it's a good way to check out some artists in oslo for now yeah yeah, yeah. well that's really good yeah. yeah people can check that out that's really well now what it, i think it's a there lies a huge potential there the, the interesting thing with artists is kind of it creates if you if you sell it online since most art is a physical object, which you have to experience like one to one to really feel if you have that connection. Because if you see like a small image on a on a, on a phone or on an iPad or or some or the joke is that like artists started selling nothing many years ago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I I don't say I don't say yeah. uh, uh, you know one will take over, but but there's definitely art that sells better online than other art. Yeah. Right? And, and, uh, and this is why I think um, back again to complexity. Like it's, mm-hmm. Atelier is not going to solve artists making an Atelier as a platform to make it possible for yeah. people like a general public to get closer to quality artists and their work instead yeah. of going to Ikea or Bouvus and buying some crappy stuff there. Yeah, we, I remember a, a conversation at the, the book launch is, yeah. uh, you know, where I said like the one, I think there's a big market here in Norway of people yeah. Uh, people actually, because people here in, in Norway have the possibility to spend, you know, uh, between ten and thirty thousand a year on art, mm. you know, which, which, uh, uh, and you can buy one one piece of art on that, or you save for a couple of years and you buy like a big piece of art, or you can, and so there's a huge potential, and that's a cultural shift. Like, mm. okay, hey, uh, how do people? value art and mm-hmm. how do people uh, uh, you know how do, how do they get in contact with art because I had a conversation with another person on that on that same book launch you mm-hmm. know where she said like you know I was so intimidated by art and by artists you know and mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't get a, a way in it was so exclusive and it was so so you know so weird and I didn't know how to deal with it and 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 she was working in in, in education and, and she said it's a real problem because 
basically uh, you know also the young kids don't get access and and because these people also don't know how to kind of educate about art and i think uh, how to get access to to real art and now and you're so, touching so, in on so many yeah important questions yeah. Like especially like, to make it clear uh, i think uh, i think that free art which mm. is a, a free kunst uh, yeah. i don't know if yeah. it's in english autonomous art autonomous art yeah, yeah thank you I would say, yeah. is something uh, best owned uh, together as yeah. a community uh, or a land or a country or yeah. in the world yeah um, and that that fellow ownership or like the uh follows with the responsibility to take care of art mm. like that's my baseline like yeah. autonomous art we own it together we uh have responsibility for it together yeah uh, because uh, and then uh, and then we're and then you can also of course buy art like yeah. Uh, yeah, but if you dissect that responsibility you know one part is buying art mm-hmm. the other is is uh, seeing art and trying to understand that language and and you know start to to be able to you know uh, yeah and this is where uh, it's it's about educating yeah it's definitely about, yeah. Uh, education is uh, and uh, uh, the way the visual world has been uh, yeah, under taken away from education and is, it's very interesting because because yeah. she was giving an example exactly about that where she said look like uh where they talk about information uh, uh like uh, uh what was the word she used but you were uh kids are taught kind of about communication it's all about written words yeah or talked uh, email now you're listening to a podcast though but uh, uh this is a there, there was a public uh, like an official report about the education mm. and they talked about uh communication and they only talked about yeah uh, exactly uh, talking and writing and uh <laughs> and and while while the visual you know has become such a major part of our things and and, and the kids don't get educated and and the, re- the result is that that kids really kind of read art in an old way where they say oh yeah that means that that means that that means that mm. you know like and i think this is not only about like visual arts like or the fine arts mm. that would only be like uh, something fine art the fine art like people would uh, be able to uh, experience art in uh, i'd say is in a better way mm. in the same way that because you don't learn so much about language yeah. You have the possibility, even though you don't care about poetry, you have the possibility to uh, see, oh, that's poetry, that's crime fiction, and yeah. that's a book about chemistry. Yeah. Uh, but when it comes to the visual world, people are, uh, they don't blind. understand. Yeah. yeah. And this is, this has to do with everything. Like you could talk about art as like films and fine yeah. arts yeah. and, but then also the way we communicate now, and uh, I kind of feel like an old man when I talk like this, but uh, Facebook and Snapchat and, uh, Facebook Instagram actually, very, Facebook yeah. they work towards uh, cutting down on the words in yeah. their uh, like the designers are trying to take the words out. Yeah, <laughs> like that's why the hearts are popping out in your face now when yeah. you open and you yeah. have some likes and you get these uh, thumbs and hearts popping into your face, yeah. and they're trying to make it more and more difficult to have like uh, written conversations. Yeah. Of course, we can go all into and discuss that. But what my point here is that the communication is getting more and more visual. visual yeah, because it's and faster. And then you need yeah. to be able to uh, understand fa- that. It's in a faster. Complex it's way. more complex. Yeah. It's you can you know, you can express you know. And that is something you should learn in school. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. you should learn definitely. <laughs> and and the interesting thing is like as I said, you know, the way uh, schools, as I understood it, still teach art in Norway is that they kind of you know like they dissect it. They kind of say, okay, that means that. That means that. Well. 
well in my experience and that's also all, what i always try to kind of explain people when you know when they encounter my art you know it's it's not so important what i think what it means it's not so important what what of course it's important for me but not for the pre- person experiences i i am not experiencing art through their eyes and and there should be room for you know it's it's not a it's not an answer it's not a formula it's not a a, a statement art as such you know it's a it's an it's I see it more as a negotiation point of of reality, where you kind of, you know, you're confronted with a piece of art, and then you start, you know, uh, I, I developed this or I, I formulate this really silly kind of formula f- for art is that you know, it starts with seduction, you know, and there's many kind of variation mm. on this one. You know, it starts with seduction. You have to seduce the viewer in. You know, with all this visual bombardment, you have to try to to be able to to grab somebody's attention, and then. Then there's a, a moment of conditioning where you kind of you know, start to understand the rules of that specific piece or that specific experience, and you start to kind of uh, uh, negotiate these rules. And if it's a really good piece art, there's a transformation. So you come out a different person on the other end. You know, you grew a bit. You kind of you know you you explore the thing you didn't know was there. You or whatever that can be, right? And and I think that pathway is much more interesting than okay this art means that and that's why it's good you know uh, or this art is is, is uh, supposed to stand for for that and you know. yeah but uh, i i agree but to get to that point mm. i actually think it's healthy to go through some like learning <laughs> like mm. just building up more uh knowledge about uh, things and visual uh, words so yeah. yeah and uh, and on that uh, path it it's uh, fine for me that some uh, teacher says like oh and this is scream and it's uh, from monk yeah. and uh, this is about anxiety period and but uh, um, kind of in the same way that we learn how to read books and mm. you start out with something simple uh, and because this knowledge would make it possible to see way more and more and more complexity and it will mm. give you the or this is my thought though that uh, uh, this knowledge will give people um, uh, self-tillit yeah, self-confidence like, yeah. to be able to experience art way more complex but the case you know as, as as this person i was talking to also explained is that that's not the case at the moment you know no, they don't uh, they don't develop this kind of confidence or like a to engage with art because they're so, so intimidated by they haven't learned the tools how to deal with this uh, kind of you know this vagueness or this uh, yeah whatever it is we do yeah, yeah. or concreteness yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. I, at least uh, jokingly said, i'd say that's way more difficult for people to grasp when people when artists are being concrete yeah. like <laughs> this is a lump of uh, this is uh, iron yeah. that's it that's it like, <laughs> Yeah, but but what does it stand for? Yeah, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> it's just lump of iron. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but the, the online selling platform you're involved in that too. So you got a lot of fingers in the pond, or I say that's maybe a strange expression. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but, but yeah, you yeah you. We'll go back because you, your background is as a visual artist. So so when so what. Uh, how come you you moved into the political arena? I mean, what what is the yeah? What was the trigger for you, or the or was there a trigger? Yeah, I, I think I've I've, uh, I've always been no, I've, I've been interested in politics uh, mm-hmm. and and um, I really get like uh, for me it's great the feeling of working 
make other people uh, do their best in a sense actually yeah. so uh, both working like as a producer more like with exhibitions i yeah. i really love that part like uh, making things happen for <laughs> for others for yeah. others yeah uh, not to place myself as some kind of messiah guy but uh, I, I no because i, I really uh, think it's so cool to see to make uh, to set in motion things that works for other people so. yeah but and then uh, of course it, it's the political work, and I had a talk with the the board lead, uh, the chair of the board at that time, Anders Almonson. Yeah. And uh, sometimes I get all into it, and then I get super excited and talk about politics and blah 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 blah. blah and it was just after school, and then he was, uh, yeah, you know, UK has this thing, and I, <laughs> I actually didn't know about it at that time. Uh, so then I was like, okay, I need to get into that. Yeah. And I was working with Marianne Hurum. The chair yeah, of co- the board for four years, and yeah, I and co- co- uh, uh, was also involved in this publication. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we have been working closely for for uh, more than four years. Yeah. Five. Well, um, yeah, uh, and then she was uh, uh, instilled. Yeah, uh, yeah, for the position as the chair of the board, and I was like, I'm definitely going into this. Yeah, and then I was. Just hooked. Uh, I remember my first meeting in the Ministry of Culture. Yeah. And just sitting there and like experience that something was decided. Yeah. That was uh, that was interesting because that was when uh, the general basic income for artists yeah. or the possibility of when getting they, it yeah. was uh, eliminated. Eliminated and turned into this ten these ten years uh, stipends. Yeah. Uh, and that was uh, like it was terrifying but also so cool to see yeah. that uh, okay this was a defeat definitely for yeah. our, our i think uh, it would have needed some <laughs> modernization but uh, it was a good idea yeah <laughs> anyways to be there in that meeting and just seeing that okay now this is over and that triggered yeah. me and then i was like okay this i need i need to follow I need up to be on top yeah. yeah 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 this uh, is important so. no i'm i'm really happy you're doing it yeah, because uh, I, I I'm personally I'm interested in politics too, but but in the end I need to be in the studio producing. Yeah, that's, that's where uh, I want to be. But but that and that's why I really appreciate what you're doing, and I think it's really you know really important. And uh, and as I said I was really excited to talk to you because you you know you're so close to like these really themes which are are uh, you know like this these uh, the stipend kind of uh, arrangements and and you're so close at that and they're so important for 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 our future as artists and and how we how we are able to operate and and uh, and uh, and I think this this the public di- discussion about it too kind of what 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 do we want as artists where where do we want to go as artists and uh, as a collective as individuals and where does you know and and how much possibilities do we have for that you know because mm. because it's it comes with a price tag, you know, and who's going to pay for it, and why, and yeah. and uh, I think it's a super interesting, super important things to to deal with. And there, are, I think, I think the what at least I will work for is to put artists in their rightful position in the center of society. Mm. Like art should definitely be in the center, together with education and the public health care. Mm. We shouldn't, uh, even though artists are working with like marginal problems and stuff. Mm. art should never be marginalized mm. and that is something uh, which goes back to what we started out talking about how art, how artists are kind of working artistically with their economy or stuff like yeah, that yeah. 
uh, in the same way as in the broader society like even though art artists are working with like experimental and marginal problems and stuff like and that is so important that they keep doing it yeah art should not be marginalized and it should be placed in the center of the society instead of being always pushed into the pushed periphery the, mm. uh, because artists are working with stuff in the periphery yeah. Like, yeah. And so uh, and that is something I uh, I'm trying to <laughs> that is one of my main points in a sense like yeah. get art and artists into the center yeah. and and for and then calling out to all artists take that place like yeah. even yeah, though yeah. what you're working with is uh, you don't have to work with uh, general and uh, non-specific and uh, uh, water out your practice just because you think that you should be in the central society, yeah. Like the, because uh, yeah, no, that's a misconception. Yeah, but uh, we talked earlier about kind of the myth myths uh, we artists are carrying around, and I think yeah, the kind of how you position yourself and how you believe you're able to position yourself and how you can formulate yourself in that position is is very essential. And I think really things have to change there if mm. we wanna if we wanna evolve as and if we wanna be compatible with with the future and and. Uh, yeah, so as I said, I made some some notes earlier about uh, uh, you know, about about the book you published, and I think it's really good that you. Well, it, it felt more like uh, the book felt more. It was very depressing to read, actually. <laughs> I yeah, uh, yeah. in a good in a positive way. You know, it was really. It's very confronting in a way where you where you really see black and white. Oh wow, yeah, it's it's even the people doing good. Are way below anything mm. you know, kind of that that happens in elsewhere in society and and uh, you know and what I said earlier uh, I'm I'm two ways about it right because what I think the most important thing is uh, you know that the artist should be in service of art right I mean what we as artists have to do is create the best art we can you know the most interesting the most you know whatever and. But I'm unclear what the best system would be to create that, you know. Because there is a possibility also that kind of this this suffering system, you know, and I don't believe in it, but there's a possibility that the suffering system would create the best art, right? And uh, but then the, you know, the, there was an example in the book which 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 stuck out to me is where about Ibsen, you know. Where he he did write his best stuff, you know, after he became economically more kind of safe or whatnot, right? Uh, later in life, so to say. So my 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 gut reaction, my first reaction is okay, you know, maybe Ibsen was just a stupid guy before, and he didn't mature enough. He wasn't kind of you know, and he didn't have anything proper to say uh, yet, right? And I think that's a very important thing as an artist. You need a lot of time to kind of come to a level where you actually have something to express something to to say you know if you're if you're straight out of out of out of your art school you know what have you i mean of course a lot of people have experienced stuff in life and whatnot and some more than others and whatnot but but you haven't been able to develop the tools to express that in the right way you know you need you need a decade or two to really come to a point where you maybe have something to say and and uh, um, something some and I don't say you know the art before that it couldn't can't be good you know but I think it's much more hit and miss in in that sense in the earlier phases than than later on in life where you kind of you know you 
well it's a balance yeah because mm. that young energy creates like interesting stuff but like the 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 older more kind of uh, matured things creates more maybe more interesting uh conversations or or, or expressions and whatnot and yeah. and that's maybe also a personal thing but that was my first reaction to to something like that yeah. okay it wasn't the economic uh, uh instability that made him him uh, uh, not write good better stuff earlier or was it kind of maturing and and by maturing also also making better choices in life to get a more secure uh, uh, economical situation to be able to work out of uh, I think it's as with everything else in uh, that we kind of as society agree that if you do it a lot uh, you get better at it Mm. Uh, and that for artists like as long as you have to work with other stuff mm. to get by uh, use art, less time on your art yeah. less, uh, mm. and that's uh, that's an easy equation <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so um, uh, I don't think artists need to suffer uh, uh, at all mm. to make great art uh, but I, I, I th- personally I agree with you but yeah. it, it's yeah, uh, I, but I think it's uh, we definitely need to talk about these things again and again and again mm-hmm. and and then when it comes to all the, uh, the your thoughts about the artistic development I think it's both ways like uh, young artists really have some great stuff going on and uh, then there might not be anymore and then you have people like this is going back to what we talked about earlier though that how to recreate yourself an artist like yeah. in d- different phases and stuff but since I'm uh, definitely always going to go into the economical side and uh, i think uh, uh, what you can see is that we also talked about it earlier when talking about the myth of van gogh and the mm. fact that he was supported by his brother mm. like there is a financial supporting system and but as long as that is based on your family or your mm. family uh, uh, then it's not the possibility for everyone to become an artist mm-hmm. and that is like but a that's a, that's super also the, democratic democratic it, problem but that's also the question i mean should everybody be able to be an artist if they wanted to? yes and uh, this is this is a very difficult question you know because it's it's very politically at least incorrect, it, 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 yeah. yeah but at least it shouldn't be about economy uh, but but why not why not yeah and because uh, uh and then you will get art from like a specific class or like uh, area in society would then start to make art about from their experiences yeah. and i think as a society it's uh, it's way more interesting for us to get art from different perspectives as mm-hmm. so i'm playing a bit devil's advocate yeah, i completely definitely. agree but i i i there there's something within me which also says okay this and which goes maybe a bit into entitlement, right? Yeah, but I mean, uh, I don't know. are we entitled to anything in life? Yeah, <laughs> and, and and personally, I think the only thing we're entitled to is death, because you know, that's that's the only real sure <laughs> that's thing. That's the and, last stop on the subway for everyone, right? And and so everything in between. Um, I mean, that we can do art at all in this society means that we've taken care of other stuff, right? Because there's enough place in the earth where uh, uh, where what we do is you know it's a yeah, conversation yeah but i yeah. think that like, uh, we've also always made art like humans like uh, 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 uh that's but, maybe but different. the role i mean the we haven't always made like this free art which is no. like, this autonomous art you know that's a, a relative new thing yeah, which has to do with with a with a wealth of a society yeah you know and and because and, it only it only 
it can become that free. I mean, of course, there's always been the oddball who, who managed to create some kind of environment where they could do that or they were, you know, they're so deranged or so brilliant or so whatever that they had to do it that way. But that's that's really one in a billion or something, whatever well, the numbers. I think uh, it's not about entitlement and uh, to, to just uh, claim like artists and then sit back and get money. Mm. And this is important because that's a big misconception. Yeah, that's a, so uh, such a big misconception, and that's so important to uh, uh, to yeah. answer that uh, misconception. And yeah. because uh, uh, we talked about it sh- shortly, that there's so many like uh, successful artists who are not making money, and that's yeah. going back to the we talked about that as well earlier with the, the fact that uh, it's a winner takes it all yeah. uh, system. Uh, for artists and there are so many artists supporting that winner yeah uh, and they should uh, in the economy it's uh, portrayed as we want a bell curve yeah instead of like this uh, winner takes it all yeah. curve uh, at least uh, I think that's better for uh, and that's something we and now it's the I'm going for the demand word that is something we can demand yeah for the things we are uh, making and giving back to society yeah already yeah I think uh, I'll get the, back to that you kind of uh, um, later. I'll just um, ah, no, I, I lost my thread. Uh, uh, yeah, so so the artist as an incubator or or you know uh, in society who kind of produces a lot of kind of unmeasurable things which kind of you know reinvent society and rechange inside it, but um, which in a sense are indirect results of the art production or from the art artist expression and uh, uh, so a lot of groundwork uh, of society is done in in, in that melting pot mm. called art right you know uh, uh, the development of how, how to deal with brands how to kind of uh, position something how to sell something how to kind of make new networks how to make new expressions possible and how to kind of you know, communicate it and how to kind of create space where there is none before etc etc right and but you know, as you formulated, you know, how how can the artist get paid for it? And I like my problem is if you if you depend too much on on the goodwill of of like a state or of, of private investors or, or whatnot, I think you become very vulnerable in a sense. You know, and, and we talked about earlier, okay, it's probably gonna be some kind of it's it's gonna be a very complex system where that's part of it, but you're not completely dependent on it. Because you saw that you saw that tendency in the Netherlands, where there, there, because the funding system was very good in the Netherlands, and but it created like an avant-garde, which didn't, which felt itself too good to be part of this market mechanism and be part of this kind of you know. So what happened? Artists didn't go through their own openings anymore because they didn't believe in this networking thing and this these kind of things. And and within that, you know, if the artists don't support themselves anymore. Why should anybody else support that system, right? And and you know, within a year they cut like a quarter of, of the art budgets, you know, because you know it was a popular thing to do. Mm. And and uh, luckily in Norway, I, I I encountered a much more engaged kind of art society, and it it is actually reasonably well organized here. And and uh, thanks to UKS and Ambico and and uh, you know these art lobby institutions who actually kind of. Uh, uh, make make space, uh, you know, for for that discussion. Uh, so that discuss because I think that discussion who pays and why, 
is an ongoing discussion that can mm. never stop in no. that sense. You know, because it it is a valuable question. Why should anybody else pay for for what you're doing? You have to go back to this entitlement. Okay, you 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 choose to be an artist, which is you know, which is a, a, a so in a sense, you know what you're getting into. But of course, you don't. You know, you're straight out of high school. You have like all kind of passions and whatnot. You don't. You don't. Yeah, you, know, you don't have the old overview of the consequences. And you, you can because you don't know what kind of artist you're going to be. You don't know what kind of you know, chances you're going to encounter, which, you know, determine these chance encounters determine so much, you know, in your career. And uh, uh, so. I but, think uh, to answer, uh, I think uh, that's uh, kind of my main idea, like that the autonomous art is best owned together and then you have the responsibility together. Mm-hmm. And this is a choice that we can make as a society. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a, it, it is actually not a given that we should pay for anything mm-hmm. uh, together. Mm-hmm. Like we could choose yeah. not to have a health care and we could yeah. choose not to have a, yeah. a justice system or uh, all the things, but uh, still we feel that uh, the ut- uh, utility or the use of those institutions is so important for our society. Well, I mean, all the, all the research shows that if you got these things in order, you're going to have a better society. <laughs> yeah. And I, t- <laughs> I don't think we should uh, skip either of those. Yeah. Uh, but I should, uh, I think that we should include uh, art as a central part of our yeah. society because that, uh, I think it it has always has had that position, uh, and the value of art is growing uh, as time goes. Yeah. Like now, it's easy enough for most people in Norway to look back and use uh, Munch and uh, Ibsen and all those guys. And yeah. this is the same all over the world. We're looking back and like really, and then people are really owning art. I, I yeah. truly believe this that art people are really uh, in uh, they feel and experience and reflect upon art. Yeah in a deep way as a society but it takes a long time yeah. and then in the then going back to today and then and then they're like ah but i don't think, know about that art today and yeah. this is where i think it, we need to change it we need to make people understand that they uh, make them understand that they want to own art uh, could, today could that be a communication problem we have as artists towards society that has been a discussion as well. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I know that discussion has been in the in the scientific society on a worldwide basis. That yeah. scientists have been very bad at it, you know, kind of communicating to like everyone what they're doing with the funding of everyone, and you know, and so they yeah, have been that, elitized in, in a way, right? Side, the, 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 that thing because the. I know that, uh, or I've read about the, the science community, and they're so frustrated by the fact that they need to do everything into a TED talk, yeah. and then they lose the complexity. And I think the art community but has so, has some of the same problems. Like they're, that, that's oh, that, we're losing out on the complexity. <laughs> but that's the thing, you know. Like uh, uh, that's where podcasting, for example, is long format where we can talk however long we want. Mm. You know, and a lot more scientists have been going. You know, started their own podcast. Uh, mm. DeGrasse Tyson, for example, is okay. a, a good example. He's like an astrophysicist explaining like, you know, what it all means. And there's more and more like that. And they, so, so, and that's a great th- thing with the aging. If you don't find your platform, you think your, your thing is suitable to communicate, uh, uh, then you can create your own in mm. addition. And uh, in addition is very important because, you know, that's what we learn as artists too. You know, you can't just operate on one platform anymore. 
You know, you no. can't rely on a gallery taking care of you your whole career. You no, know? no. You can't rely on 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 uh, uh, yeah, and all these kind of things. So you have to diversify. You have to, you know, go to atelier uh, Appen. <laughs> yeah. you, you have to, you know, have collaboration with galleries. You have to deal with the non-profit organizations. You have to kind of, you know, uh, there's a lot more involved. So you have to diversify your platform, but also I think your communication platforms, you know, where mm. you, how do you, um, how do you engage with the public? How do you engage with education? How do you engage with politicians? I know, yeah, I've been, uh, I think that, uh, I don't think there's any danger in uh, communicating uh, more. Mm. I think it's uh, definitely something we should do. But then, like, for example, from Norway, you have um, the new director of uh, the National Museum, yeah. Ellen Hinspo. She was the director of a museum in Bergen called Koda. Yeah. She uh, there's been going back and forth whether she was kind of populist populist in her uh, communication about like arts and drawing mm. uh, like writing about uh, Francis Bacon and Trump and like uh, really engaging the public yeah which I think uh, that that part is so good yeah but then again she uh, she wasn't only or at least she claims that it wasn't her <laughs> decision alone but then they chose to exhibit uh, the queen's art <laughs> yeah uh, and that makes uh, so it's uh, uh, to communicate uh, art i think it's important to uh, to like this is about the fragility of art in yeah. a sense like you really need to make sure that uh, you're not uh, what what is it called like that you uh, it's so easy to lose the connection yeah. to the like the artists or like the yeah. the, the, the it's so easy to lose that trovardiat. Um, What's that? The, the believability. Yeah, in a sense. Mm. Uh, and credibility. The credibility. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's uh, the yeah. credibility. Yeah. So, um, and that's. Um, I think that's why artists have been uh, kind of. Uh, yeah, but I'm. I'm not so afraid of that actually because that's a great thing with our time. You know, uh, it is more and more accepted that you operate on on different levels at the same time. Yeah. You can. You can. Uh, 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 like this, this uh, artistic integrity, you know, how mm. it was viewed like 30 years ago and now is very different. You know? Yeah. Uh, 30 years ago, if you were selling, you were dirty in certain areas, right? Well, if you were a commercial artist, you were commercial artist. If you were like, a, you know, like... A, uh, At least that's the story. Because but that's then a you have sto- like that's a a C- uh, Seth Seaglaub and selling conceptual works in the, uh, yeah. New York. And... Yeah, yeah, but I mean... Yeah, that's that's what was breaking it up yeah, slowly, yeah. you know but of course these tendency were but now you know now if you're commercially successful you know that that doesn't influence your kind of artistic credibility as it did before no. I, I, uh, to use myself as an example I uh, started talking about my art as pop art yeah. which was a long <laughs> journey to be able to say something stu- as stupid as that yeah. you know? but uh, just to make it easy for people like yeah. uh, most people uh, understand that it and it is pop art even though i of course think that that's just yeah. way more complexity yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. so I, I i actually my point is i agree yeah. I, I think we were uh, and i don't think uh, like um, i've talked about art's fragility and but then again art is so solid that, uh, mm-hmm. so i think it's this uh, uh, i've been making so many jokes about two-sidedness of yeah. stuff like yeah. it's big and it's small but uh, uh it is. It yeah. is complex. Art is complex, and it's working in society is also complex. And I think this is uh, this is also one of the <laughs> really big strengths of, of art is that that uh, I've heard it on other podcasts expressed like this as well. Like 
you know, that you're able to hold two complex opposing thoughts in your head at the same time. You know, mm-hmm. the one necessarily doesn't exclude the other. And no. and I think art is a good tool to to deal with that because that's the world we're in now. You can you can have uh, completely opposing views and still kind of operate next to each other. Yeah. And you, you can you know, and even within yourself, right? You can hey, let's say you're 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 a broker one day and you're gonna you're an artist in the next. You know, mm-hmm. you can have these opposing conflicting kind of viewpoints or, or world world kind of positions. You can have them simultaneously. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Really. And, it, and this is uh, like a, philosoph- a philosophical uh, and yeah. uh, uh, like a language problem as well. Yeah. Like whether something can be two things at the same time, and yeah. uh, and especially when it comes to like the way we yeah. we usually have been thinking in, in the Western society, yeah. like that, that things are either or. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah, and I think uh, and we're moving in a society where either or becomes less and less important, in my mm. in my opinion, and. Mm. and uh, yeah, where we touch upon okay complexity we were talking about earlier it's like you know it's gonna be yeah it's more complex than it was before you know it's 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 not an easy walk and it's not supposed to be mm-hmm. yeah because that's also the interesting part you kind of at least one of uh, one of the driving forces in this conversation for me or in this you know also outside the podcast in this conversation about it is kind of breaking that complexity down and finding you know finding new ways in that and i you know i get a tremendous energy out of that okay how do i solve this impossible position i'm in <laughs> right you know where where i have a 60 percent job i have a, a family with with two kids i you know i i uh, run an international art practice i run a podcast i you know i'm or, i'm involved in kind of organizing exhibitions and etc etc i you know but I also want to live of all these things more than I do now, and 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 to you know how do you crack that code? And and because if you do, you open it up for everyone, you yeah. know. And and um, so in a sense, I have the same uh, uh, idea uh, idealism as you. Right? Right? But instead of you choose the political side, I choose like the 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 side of kind of really breaking it down in my own practice and being honest and kind of. Uh, uh, ruthless with that and see if i can come up with something and and uh yeah and uh, like it's so uh super nice to be and here and talk yeah. about like all these uh, uh different small sites and stuff and then, then uh, like working political work for artists mm-hmm. there's no way i can bring that complexity no. uh into it and no. that's uh and uh going on like a, a large scale political uh, like uh, thoughts like th- this is uh, of course what we see in the world today like these yeah. oppositions and this black and white like uh, in uh, in communication and this is a kind of criticism towards like communication as like s- something that we need to be able to talk about stuff yeah uh, it, it always breaks down things in uh, yes no yes good, no bad, uh, this that yeah that is and yeah uh, <laughs> but but that's why these conversations are so important because within this kind of complexity and vagueness you know of this conversation and we're we're jumping from very complex uh, subject to very complex subject yeah and that's and, a very easy subject. and then yeah, yeah exactly and but within that like there's there's a distillment and this distillment yeah you know you you and people people like you bring it to the political field mm. and 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 but that's why it's important that more and more people are involved in this conversation because then the distillment will be more uh, uh, fresh or pure or or more 
more closer to what we actually uh, maybe more so uh, because uh, one example was that uh, there's one com- conversation that of course i have it all the time yeah. but i'm also kind of done with it yeah. and that's the question like do we need art or that's uh, a non question yeah, yeah or yeah, yeah. what's the purpose of art in society because yeah. that was uh, uh, somebody who wrote uh, uh, about uh, the book to yeah. live of art yeah uh, she kind of pulled, because in our book we're claiming that or i'm saying that the we, if we want art, like which I think uh, of, mm. uh, the, uh, the answer is yes, then we need to talk about the artist's working conditions. Yeah. And then uh, this uh, writer, she kind of replies to it, no, that's not a question. We need to talk about why art. Yeah. And that's uh, <laughs> that's a word. But, 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 uh, that's good. but I think like, it's a very relevant question too. I, I believe it's a non-question as you, but it is a relevant question because a large part of society still thinks that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, and that's so, kind of why my mission is to put art in the center yeah, of society and yeah. really place it there yeah. and to make people own it yeah. as a, uh, in the center of society. Because I think, you know, if you look at America and the situation they're in now, it, it has a lot to do because people like that weren't haven't been hurt. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, what people say, yeah, why art? I don't care about art. Why, why would I want to pay for it? Why would I deal with it? I, I never go to exhibition. I never go to theater. I, you know, watch a movie and they don't understand, okay, a movie. Mm. You know, it's also built upon all this, you know, or or whatever the TV they're watching, whatnot. But, but anyways, you know, like these voices are very important, and it, I think it's a very relevant question. Okay, why art? Okay, and and I do understand on that level. You know, you're like if a if a, a journalist, you know, who is actually named in the book as well, right? Because they're they're in the same situation where they're they're laying off and they're more freelancers mm. and whatnot, and they get less and less rights and stuff. So they are in the same precarious situation in a sense yeah. and 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 still they hold these kind of old-fashioned views of, of how things are but i think it's a very important thing to address and uh, but what i think is it's not i think that question has nothing to do with the okay, gay why art the question is uh, why does anybody ask that question you know where mm-hmm. wh- what are the the underlying uh, um, movements in society that these questions become relevant you know, and that's a communication problem from the art side, okay? Um, right. uh, maybe and a communication problem, but I think uh, before we started talking today, you were talking about something very interesting. And we, because we were uh, talking about uh, in that same article, I was, um, uh, she wrote that uh, because uh, we in our book claim that uh, or talk about the structures that make art uh, artists' uh, working condition precarious. Yeah. She was kind of shaming us because we dared to put artists side by side with people who, uh, in her view, had real precarious working yeah. conditions, because she saw artists as privileged in some sort. Yeah. And of course, that's uh, that's true. But the structures are uh, precarious. Yeah. Um, and then we started talking about uh, why she would post something uh, like uh, yeah, why she ID. would take that position. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I can formulate it again if yeah. you want. Yeah. yeah so, so I thought it was so nice. No, because the interesting thing is everybody in uh, in in society or, or most people in society want to do or want to have the freedom to do exactly what they want. Most people are too scared to really do it, you know, and they are happy to have a job or like a system or a security or whatnot, you know. And that uh, and uh, we as artists have like a different kind of idea of risk and of safety, and and then most people that's why we endure this kind of uh, precarious situation, but. But nonetheless, we live our dream. We live what we really, in the deepest, want to do, and and that hurts for other people to see that. And in order to 
be able to cope with that that somebody else does uh, does what uh, he or she really loves you know that you follow your dreams and whatnot uh, they lash out because it hurts because they don't maybe do what what exactly you know they choose like a safer path or 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 they don't choose a safer but are just in a different kind of situation where they don't have that choice so on a fundamental level i think that's really a a, a, a sore point for society and the way to accept it is to you know see see the people who really follow the dreams suffer which i think is a stupid point of view because i'd rather everybody does what they they want and and i think i i i still have this idealistic idea that we as humans are capable to create a society where that is possible and uh, uh, yeah i thought that was so uh, i thought it was very interesting because um uh, um as well like because i don't i actually don't think everybody wants to be an artist uh, uh but no uh, some people are really glad we're artists so they don't have to be <laughs> yeah. yeah and uh, and then uh, of course like uh, boys talk about everybody's an artist which i in a sense also think but uh, um uh i think that uh, that problem could be solved if artists were actually making uh, an okay uh, salary yeah. and then it wouldn't be a choice like for yeah. everyone yeah they could choose it and it's not that you could choose it and then do nothing you have you have to do your uh, you have to do the artistic work yeah, yeah. but it wouldn't be so mystical and yeah. it wouldn't be like this uh, uh, outside of society position yeah because yeah. uh, yeah, again that's a myth yeah. yeah that the artist has to be outside of society yeah, and it's a myth that art. it brings with it all this amazing freedom mm-hmm. yeah yeah because uh, uh, but but i do you know i do recognize with myself you know when i'm most happy it's when i'm in my studio creating mm. that's that's when i'm most happy yeah then then i feel then i feel alive all the other time is just time in between yeah almost yeah. everyone i'm snowboarding <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that's you know uh, in the end you know whatever whatever makes you tick you know yeah. uh, but the, the point is that you do what you that you're in and there's a certain arrogance that you have the audacity to kind of do what you love you know mm. and that's yeah that's very painful yeah and i think yeah so so uh, uh, but i'm interested in why people i think yeah, people uh, like uh, we as a society are actually moving in a direction where people can do uh quote unquote what they love mm. uh but there's also a huge danger there for most uh, for other uh, uh, occupations now mm. and that is that you would uh love your job so much that you don't need the salary and that's the main uh, yeah. problem we're yeah. then they can now. squeeze uh, we have had that problem yeah. as artists for yeah. 100 years yeah. now in the like in the modern uh, times so and then well, that, before that as well but this is coming to everyone yeah but this here. is an, an interesting uh, problem also because uh, you know it I do believe it's an old-fashioned idea that you should have a job and that you should get paid and all these kind of things you know I I think I think again we're capable of society to create so much we have created so much wealth that actually in 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 practice we could we didn't wouldn't have to work for money or for value things you know we could find a different system to 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 do the same thing and everybody's able to do you know what they feel to do if you want to do like and I mean I mean that doesn't mean everybody has to be creators and artists and, and all that and that stuff no you do what you what you feel most comfortable with and some people 
need more structure and more more safety and more kind of rhythm or, or, or uh, um, uh, predictability right and but instead that you have that choice right but now we're moving into like it's maybe called post-capitalist uh, theory or something might be i don't know, I don't know yeah. like uh, the basic uh, general basic income and distribution example, of basically yeah. the yeah. distribution of wealth in yeah. the world which uh, we have enormous amounts of wealth yeah wealth. which is completely ridiculously distributed and the funny thing is you know like only a few people kind of uh, own that wealth mm. wealth in quotations because you can't own anything because in the end you die you mm. know uh, but you, you're a steward for that wealth in a period you know the period that you you have that wealth you're the steward I always believe believe that and and then you can hoard it and sit on it and kind of you know hold it to yourself or to your your peers or to your your clique or whatever what or you can share it or you can but even sharing that wealth is very difficult you know like uh, Warren Buffett's sons for example they're trying you know they have a couple of billions to play with to to, to counter poverty you know they're going around and setting up initiatives and stuff like that and they found out oh it's not that easy actually to kind of distribute that wealth right so you so so um and and that goes for us artists as well right because we we create wealth we create value you know but how do we distribute it that's our big problem right how do we uh, and distribution is also communication and education and it's the whole cycle you know and because if you make a piece of art how do you how do you communicate what you've made? Where do you communicate it? And 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 what do you do if you, you know, if, if what you had to say wasn't that good anyways, you know, <laughs> or or uh, or was just in the wrong time or the wrong place? And and so how do you how do you distribute that? And what you said earlier, like you know, the the, the power in the future is going to be in the distribution and not in the in the value creation. And and uh, yeah, I think so. I. Yeah, a lot of exciting things are happening there, I think, mm. and uh, and a lot of problematic things too. Um, yeah, so that's why I think this this discourse is so important. Yeah. yeah. Um, let me see if I have uh, I have more in my notes here. Yeah, just a small fact which I thought thought I really liked to know. I always try to figure out how much artists there were, active artists there were in Norway. There's about twenty four thousand. Yeah, at least that's the Arts and, Council. Yeah, um, uh, and that, but, and that's, that's all art stuff. It's uh, yeah, yeah. music and yeah. uh, poetry. And, and so po- poet says it. So uh, my question was exactly: Do you know how much visual artist which we fall under? It's. Uh, I think the number has been with, uh, somewhere uh, close to four thousand. Uh, there are approximately three thousand MBCO members. So there, at least, um, but then you have uh, some professional artists who aren't organized yet, yeah. or aren't. Yeah. So it's between uh, three and four thousand uh, visual artists. Yeah. yeah. That's and not a lot. No. That's really not. And that's all uh, professional visual artists. Yeah, but but because I from the Kulturrode, there's about eight thousand people applying for the stipends every year. Yeah. Yeah. That's all all art groups. That's. That's yeah. That's all art groups. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I will have to check up the numbers though. Before I don't remember the exact number for artists, but there's like ten percent who gets the stipend. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, uh, yeah, that's interesting. 
Yeah, I always wanted to know what, how many active artists are. Yeah. Because that's really a low number. You think so? 4,000 yeah. on a population of 5 million. Yeah. That's very, that's very, yeah. It was less than I thought, actually. Yeah, we're always been, uh, people are keep, keep saying that we're too many. <laughs> and that's why we're poor. Which yeah. is also wrong, of course, but uh, which is a uh, yeah, which is an interesting. It's statement a populist too. statement uh, yeah. about education, for example, yeah. because uh, there are four art academies in Norway, yeah, educating approximately ten or twenty artists for each school every year. So, so there's fifty yeah. new artists every year, yeah, with a master's degree in fine arts, yeah, and then uh, the claim is that all of them will. Uh, become professional artists and squeeze each other but which, that's not true which isn't the case because no. it's about six to ten percent who really survive in the long run yeah and it's and, and, of that and that's yeah. the survive which yeah. is the low 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 yeah. low income surviving yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so we need to take care of that first and then we can talk about whether we're too many yeah yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> and too many is just a, a matter of perspective i think yeah know? and and uh, and, and I think it's also good to disagree there, and because I I think there's um, you know too many of many other things too, <laughs> but you know that doesn't mean that I'm I'm the one person that should be si- deciding if that's the case or not, right? That's just an opinion. That's not. I mean, uh, too many is just a vague concept. You know that can that can, it's a yeah non-argument in that sense. No, it's not a uh, no. But I personally I think it's a low number. Yeah. And. Um, which, uh, yeah, which is interesting because that also uh, relates earlier to the okay, all these people are Facebook friends. Yeah, I have I have around a thousand Facebook friends, mm. right? So I would, in theory, be connected to you know a quarter oh, of yeah, yeah. of that artistic uh, society. Mm-hmm. You know? Definitely, you know, which is uh, and I you know I'm I'm not alone with with a thousand friends. You know, so I mean that that network is is yeah. Yeah, super small. That uh, that was a non-shocking uh, news. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it also, but it, but it's bullet points, you know, so they can yeah. use it for you know, it's 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 funny to frame it like that. And, mm. uh, yeah. It's interesting that the uh, I uh, yeah. yeah yeah you can round it up there. Yeah, autonomous uh, art. Yeah, autonomous art. I think uh, we should absolutely uh, keep. Um, keep fighting for the autonomy of art and in society and with society. I think with society is very important too. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, uh thank you for being here. Ruben. Oh, thank you. It's been, it was, uh, it was super cool. Um, I'll bring it out as soon as possible. So people have something to listen to this summer and, uh, and, uh, thank you for being here. So thank you.